Welcome back to the Treehouse. We are the Fallen Fruit. I'm Catherine Urban. Stephanie Genese. Lynette Ramos. And we have our very first special guest today. We're here with Miranda Scott, owner of Coven. And uh, we're excited to get to know Miranda today. Hi, Miranda. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Not only are you our first guest on The Fallen Fruit, but we are super fangirls of you (laughs) and Coven. Thank you so much. I'm big fans of you guys, too. I considered each of you your first guest. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's like when I listened. I I was a big fan. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay, so we got some questions for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. I guess first, like, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and Coven and how you, Coven came to be and how you came to be. Sure. Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, my name is Miranda Scott. I own Coven, which is located in Lakewood, Ohio. Um, It has been open for a little over a year now. Uh, Coven was. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Coven was born during cancer season, so she's a (laughs) cancer baby. Um, But yeah, so I reside in Cleveland. I have lived in Cleveland, Ohio the last five years. I'm originally from Elyria, which is. A little bit of a suburb like west I think of Cleveland like 30 minutes west Um, but yeah I've enjoyed living in Cleveland the last five years I live with my partner named Kate and I have a seven-year-old daughter named Charlie and two cats and I live in an all-black house my I call it my little witch house and uh, and then yeah my partner my daughter and both my cats are Libras I just thought that that they're all Libras. Oh, my God. So I just thought that that was relevant, too. That is very relevant. You're surrounded by Libras. I am. It's like once I, like, had Charlie, they just all, like, came to me. I just attracted so all the Libras. I imagine that your house has a lot of style then because, like, Libras are very stylish, but you're very stylish because you have Leo. You're yep. a Leo rising, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, Leo's have an eye for the glam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always loved fashion and shopping, but then I've always, like, I don't know what it is in me that makes me resist that and not embrace that about myself because my mom used to always be like, you have a shopping problem. And then she got me those little, like, stick figures for the back window of my car, and she got me with, like, shopping bags like those like little stick figures okay, Mom, and I, yeah and I was like why did you get me with the shopping bags and she's like because that's all you do is shop and I'm just like I I don't know why I just never want to embrace that about myself but yeah I really like to buy things for my house mm-hmm. I like to feel cozy in my home I like to decorate I like to decorate myself with tattoos and piercings and clothes I've always been like that so and then I learned that I have a Leo rising. So that yeah, makes a lot of sense. It, it fits the bill. Yeah. yeah and I feel like, <laughs> yeah, as someone who loves to shop, now you've created a shop where exactly. that's all we want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then I get to shop for Coven, which I enjoy. I enjoy all the intention that goes behind that. Um, so yeah, just more about Coven is I definitely like 90% of the store are all from like small artists. Um, so it's not like I'm ordering off of a bulk website. I'm always like very hesitant of that. I just had someone come in the other day that's like, here's this catalog and they're just like an online supplier and that just doesn't 
fit right with me like maybe I might sell some taper candles that's from a bulk supplier but when it comes to like a tarot deck even like my books a lot of times I'm getting those directly from the authors and things like that so I try to put as much intention and yeah it's fun for me I get to be creative and then I get to shop but then I get to sell those things <laughs> and like make the money make back. a little bit of money back so, <laughs> but I'm constantly shopping so it like makes me happy to do that with intention you're living the dream yeah. I worked out for you <laughs> it really did <laughs> so so some of our listeners probably don't know about coven so can you tell us a little bit about what the what you have at the shop and kind of what the vision of the shop entails yeah so um i definitely wanted coven to be a healing space um for me it's like it's it was a path that offered a lot of like healing and comfort in some of my like darkest times and like as I started to follow that path more and more I was like yeah I definitely want to open up a space that's safe and comfortable and you know a lot for these tools for people to use um, on this path and on the journey but yeah I sell um, it's basically a modern witchcraft store is what I call it um, but then we offer you know classes and um, events and things like that that kind of have uh, more in- like a lot of intention behind them and more purpose um, but yeah so you'll find candles books crystals tarot decks oracle decks um, art things like that and mm. uh yeah it's just it brings me a lot of joy I love it and um but yeah that's how I got started with like I have a little bit of like a sales background and an entrepreneurial background um I knew I always wanted to own a shop mm-hmm. but I don't think I ever saw Coven coming it just it just kind of like found me I guess <laughs> beautiful yeah yeah I'm interested to know about the manifestation process because you've been open for about a year Mm -hmm. and most retailers need a lot of time usually before they see the return and before they see this flow. And I feel like you already have it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you created it or how it aligned with you. Sure. I mean, I guess I'll go back to the beginning of like, I always knew that I was going to own my own business. Um, So like I grew up my dad was an entrepreneur. My mom always helped my dad. Um, They basically ran the business that he did together. Um, So I never saw my parents like wake up and like have to get to work at a certain time or clock in anywhere. But I also saw my parents work really hard when no one was pushing them to do that. Um, So my parents were up early every single morning, like just hustling and like doing their thing. And that always inspired me and uh I never wanted to ever really work for anyone else and I I just knew that I was going to own my own business so um I didn't graduate high school I didn't go to college and that is just what I banked on like my whole life so um I always have worked in retail and I'm one of those like weirdos that just enjoyed it like I just everyone would complain about working in retail and I'm like I don't know I just like love it like I love meeting new people um I love the art of like selling things um and doing it like my own way um and yeah I just so it it eventually I was just like I know I'm gonna own my own shop but I don't know what that looks like and uh my parents passed away four and a half years ago and uh, I always share this part of my story because I don't want to make it seem like my business just came out of thin air and like you know it's like I got 
a little bit of like an inheritance when my parents passed away and I started like traveling obviously I was really stricken with grief and I started traveling I started doing all of these things that I thought were going to make me feel better and and in a way that they did but uh it just it didn't matter how many yoga retreats I went on or how many mountains I climbed or whatever you know I was like okay I'm just sad (laughs) um and it then eventually I was like well you know I got to get back to like real life but I think when you have suffered like a tragedy like you don't just go back to real life it's it's like it's feels different at that point it's just like it's impossible so I was like you know I think that instead of like wasting this money or paying my bills or whatever I'm just gonna open a business and I took us the first stab at my business through a vintage clothing store and uh And I'm very open with sharing my journey of that. It wasn't a failure per se. It just, it really wasn't for me. Like it didn't spark any joy for me. It it just seemed really shallow. Once again, I always liked clothes, but I was like, it's just not for me. It's not working. Like something wasn't connecting. And all the while I was on this path because right before my mom passed away, I bought us a trip to Salem, Massachusetts. And she was right on the verge of like finding her authentic self and her identity and she was always afraid to travel and she never wanted to go anywhere so i was she was like you know this is it like i'm this is going to be my summer like i'm going to live my life and so in april like five days before she passed away i like booked this trip to salem and like gave it to her for her birthday and five days later she passed away so i that trip was booked for october and uh so all this was kind of happening like simultaneously I was thinking about owning a business but you know I was also like on this path and I I forgot about the Salem witch trials um until I like got to Salem and then I was going for like the Halloween festivities I wasn't going to like shop at witchcraft stores um it wasn't until I got there that I was just like oh like what is this and um yeah and I just like clicked it was just it was one of those dorky things like I said where it was like it found me when I needed it the most and I just really connected with that and I looked back on everything in my life and I'd always been searching for something spiritual it just wasn't until then that it really like clicked for me um so yeah so I you know was simultaneously kind of running my vintage clothing store alongside of like finding healing on this path And that's when all of a sudden, I think I learned through being an entrepreneur that one thing that you can do as an entrepreneur to be a good one is admit to yourself when something isn't working. I think so many people like get caught up in like saving face and they don't want to fail. So they are like here, like I'm just going to keep dumping money or I'm going to take equity out of my home and dump it more into my bed. It's like, okay, but if it's not working, it's just not working. And you have to admit that to yourself. And one of your biggest compasses with that is that it should be, although it's hard, it should spark some sort of joy or be like fun for you. Because owning your own small business for me has been a big creative outlet. It's not just all about the money that you make. So that was one of my biggest compasses with that. And I was like, this has to end. Um, and then I was like, I I don't know what I want to do after this. I know I don't want to go back to working at like the mall. I don't want to do that. But I don't know 
how this is going to play out for me. And yeah, I have a really weird like story about how Coven like came to be and how I manifested it because um, I kept going to all these shops in Salem and I loved it, but I swear I never thought about like owning a witchcraft store. Um, and I used to go to a witchcraft store called Goddess Blessed over on Madison that had been open for like 20 years. So I was just like, Cleveland doesn't need a witchcraft store. I never thought about it. Um, and then Charlie, my, my now seven-year-old daughter, she like got sick and she had like the flu for like a week. And so I already like fucking hated my job anyway. And I was like, it's fine. Like, I'm just going to stay home for the week and just like camp out with her. And um, Netflix suggested this show called The Good Witch, which is just like a weird Hallmark series that I would like normally never watch. And I started watching it and I it just like clicked for me. I was like, oh my God, I want this woman's life. Like, it's so fucking weird. It's like out of a Hallmark <laughs> show, but like, this is the life I want. And basically she's a witch and she owns a shop in this like small little quaint town. And she just like helps people in her community through magic. And I was like, yeah, that, that could be me. And I decided to just start like watching it every single night when I fall asleep. Cause I'm a big believer in like what I think about with a lot of intention behind it is like what I get. And it was so weird. Like literally a week after I started watching this show, like I followed Goddess Bless on Facebook and she announced that she was retiring and she was closing the store. Oh my and God. yeah, it was weird. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. and I was like, I really, cause I was, I used to go in there like every week to collect supplies and like I would talk to her and there was no like inkling that she would be closing like anytime soon so it was just odd and um and I remember saying that like I was like yeah I was like I don't know how this is gonna happen for me or when it's gonna happen for me but I just know it's gonna happen like it's just a hunch like I just feel it and um but really whenever I put a lot of intention behind something and I manifest like that's I have to be careful because it happens really fast for me and if I was left to my own devices and my thoughts and the way that my thoughts were playing out, I probably would have waited a lot longer to open Coven and like tried to really plan this time. But it was like the universe just wanted me to do it because once she announced that she was closing, I was like, oh my God, maybe I could really actually do this. But I was like stuck in a lease with my vintage clothing store I had like signed a three-year lease. I think I had only been open for like two years. And then, um, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I have a really strict like Greek Orthodox, like Trump supporting like landlord that I was like, he'll never let me open a witchcraft store. As a matter of fact, when I opened my vintage clothing store, I was wearing like a pentagram necklace and I was asking him about like what workshops I could have. And he was like, you can have workshops. It's your shop. He's like, but just no like tarot or like witchy stuff. Whoa. Which is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was like a long time ago, like when I opened my vintage clothing store and I was like, why would he say that to me? Like I have no idea. And it's like, <laughs> but even like then, it's like looking back, it's like the universe like knew that I was going to have I don't know, something like that. And uh, but yeah, so I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of my lease or how I'm going to present this to him. And then that's when a restaurant next to me came over and was like we want to expand and we can only go your way whoa mm, yeah wow 
<laughs> yeah, so I was just like, okay. Like, I was like, I have to move. Guess I gotta go. I gotta go, and I'm out of my lease now, so I guess I'm free to, like, follow this path if that's what's calling to me. And wow. so wild. I was like, yeah. So I know it's so weird, but wow. that's really what happened. And I was like, okay, so I'm gonna pack up my stuff and start over. And then I actually started looking all around Cleveland. I really wasn't necessarily set on Lakewood per se, but um, my landlord had had a spot, which is the spot that I'm in now. And it's actually incredible because it was vacant for like a year and it's actually a really great space. Mm-hmm. And I'm really surprised that it was vacant, but it was. And he was like you can move in here it was like half less than half of like what I was paying to be on like the main street and I just yeah I moved in there and it started I only used the front half of the store at first because you know I knew that Coven was going to be successful it was like it was like the first time that I had like seen it was weird because like when I look back on things in my life I'm like obviously it was a stepping stone but like even with my vintage clothing business like I couldn't see it through Like, I couldn't see it, and I knew that, but I did it anyway because I'm Mm. more of, like, a doer, and I don't really think very much about stuff, especially after certain experiences in my life. I'm like, okay, like, (laughs) I'm just doing this, and I'm not thinking about it at all, but I I couldn't see my vintage clothing store through. I knew that it wasn't going to be my end game forever. I knew that when I first started it, but Coven's, like, something that I can see all the way through, and I know that it's is already very successful and yeah because I've already got to expand um I already have like so many repeat customers but I don't know how much of that boils down to like manifestation or just genuine like authenticity and I definitely have learned through my years of being in sales and interested in entrepreneurship that for me that that is just something that like rings true for me is like the more authentic and genuine you are and when you're actually doing something that is like your path and like your legend that it can only be successful and like that is really what I think works for me Um, and anytime I bring like new people on board like at Coven like it's the total opposite like I throw out like everything that I've ever learned in every sales job that I've ever had and the first thing I tell them is like you're not a salesperson like we're not selling anybody anything Mm -hmm. like I don't want you trying to upsell anybody or being like look at this new product or we're having this deal over here like it's just not how it works like I do utilize tools like Instagram and all of that um, to which is once again a creative outlet for me but I'm not really worried about people like I just know that the right people come in every single day that are like meant to be there whether they realize it or not and for me that is like the magic and the intention behind it and like why it works and as long as I stay grounded and truthful and genuine and authentic that it will always just take care of itself if that makes sense yeah 
That's amazing. I know. Yeah. The power of manifestation. All you need is Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> a Hallmark series, a, a good Hallmark old Hallmark series. series, some hot cocoa. I'm going to watch Woman on Top every night before bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it's really fucking weird. I kind of hate that the universe gave me that portion of the story. Like, what the fuck? But that's just the truth, and I'm here to tell the truth. So. Authenticity. I love it. Thanks for that exclusive. <laughs> Story. <laughs> yes. You heard it here first. Maybe not. But. <laughs> I think that's been the first time I've ever told it like all the way through like that. And nice. especially like, you know, leaving it out in the world for someone to go back and listen to. Like, yep, that's what it is. That's all it takes, kids. <laughs> yep. Just the good witch. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch it now. <laughs> but, um, So you talk about the power of manifestation and like your practice and from being at the shop with you, I have seen you engage in very like intentional and special candle magic. Uh. Um, So I know that people, some know about it if they've been in the shop, but maybe not as like extensively as you actually like do it and practice. Sure, yeah. Can you, tell us, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so people can come in and get spell candles done um, for whatever intention. Most people want to share with me like what their intention is. Um, I really haven't come across anyone that's like, I don't want to tell you. Um, they usually like want my assistance, and so they're usually pretty like vulnerable and open about what they're um, trying to manifest. The cutest thing about my job is that I meet so many people, and I... Uh, they're all trying to manifest something but it's so cute because like really humans are all after the same thing and it's just very beautiful and like adorable in its own way and it's like we all just want to be we all just want to experience joy and live a happy healthy life and connect and like it's uh yeah and like you know so people will come in and like want that and you know we sit down and we make um candles together and I have candles that like slide out of the jar so we can sit down and like pick different like symbols and sigils or even make some of their own Um, and then they take their time to like carve it and yeah I mean I do a whole process like I cleanse everything before they do it I like cleanse their candles for them Um, I like tell them that if they so choose to they can call in any like um, gods or goddesses or their ancestors or people that they might work with um, to do magic and like it's a whole little setup and I love it and yeah they carve it and then we'll like burn some things and put that in the bottom of the candle and then I will mix up different like oils and herbs and things like that for them to use to anoint their candle and uh And then, yeah, and then I usually finish the top for them. And I always like I'm always putting intention into it for them because I like legit when someone comes and gets a spell candle for me, I'm just like, yeah, like it works. And I have no doubt about it. So at the very least, even if they're kind of skeptical, like I'm just there like putting all the intention into it because for me, candle magic works like 100% of the time Mm -hmm. and um and I just know that it will that it's going to work for them and I just you know help them walk through that process and I finish off the top by either pulling like maybe some flowers that I have in the shop that you know I purchased for the shop or like different things that I have sitting on the counter that I've been using that day or um 
one of my favorite things to do is like when friends come in and like carve beside each other I like to put a little bit of like each of each other's carving Aww. shavings like on each other's because so they did it together <laughs> and like <laughs> and it like it carried for me it like carries that energy of each other's intention and I think when you have really good friends in your life that's willing to like come to a witchcraft store and carve candles with you like they're like rooting for you you know mm-hmm. so it's like a little piece of them like rooting for you and your <laughs> spell candle and it's <laughs> so sweet so yeah that's a little bit about that process yeah. and and you were saying that you maybe have your own signature line coming out yeah 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 so uh yeah I mean this is something that I don't talk to a lot about people my first um my first line I have coming out um are anointing oils for candles um so they're different like they're elemental oils um for candles and uh yeah, so they're uh, something that like I've continued to make like in the shop and like keep behind the counter. And a few people have like when I anoint the candles with the oil, they're like, why don't you like sell this? And I'm like, yeah, like I should. I should, you know, um, do that and like sell them. So I'll be coming out with that. And then, um, yeah, I have a whole like sex magic line that I've like designed um, that is very uh fluid and it's queer and like it's for everyone it's like it's just a really cool like sex magic line that I'm like in love with but I just can't seem to like get the time to actually create the products because that's just a whole nother thing so I hope to have that coming out very very soon and as you might have guessed Miranda is a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That Scorpio Leo rising combo. I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And then I have my moon in cancer, which I learned from Catherine. And like, I think that helps like mm-hmm. balance that spiciness yeah. out a little bit. Cause you care. You like deeply care. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. About people. But that's that mothering <laughs> too. Like you were meant to be a mom and yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that like balances it out and helps me not be like so self-absorbed and magnificent and yeah. all that. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. The cancer <laughs> it also knows about the self-care. So you're able to kind of provide people those tools to be both empowered and restorative. And yeah, I'm really excited for what you've got coming out in the future. I want to know more about the sex magic line. Yeah, I'm here for that. If you yeah. need any, like, guinea pigs, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yes, yes. Sex happy. magic also works 100% of the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> more than happy to try it out. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so very, like, it's a line, too, that's like, you also don't need a partner to do sex magic. Right. Like, it's very um, inclusive to that as well. So it's like, you can do sex magic with just yourself like you know that's my favorite kind of sex magic right yes <laughs> it's like move out of my way i got enough energy right yeah yeah i mean i that's how, like that's totally how i got my partner just saying like i totally like manifested her through ritual and all of that stuff and on the new moon and just yeah just doing a little sex magic just (laughs) some of the most powerful energy of the universe just saying that's funny because like kate it does like sex therapy is like her avenue right 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 so yeah oh it's hilarious 
Yeah. <laughs> we love Hilarious. Kate, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, shout out Kate. <laughs> shout yes, out yes. to Kate. Which, yeah, which she'll be listening. She, like, loves your loves your podcast. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> you know, as a side note, I would love to see you host some workshops at Coven. You have other people hosting, which I think is great, but I think you have some information that would be super useful for people. I know. You're calling me out. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's true. And I, I literally, like, just this month alone, like, I have been manifesting, like, I'm open to change, like... I feel like so many of my life experiences just puts me in a position to like share more. And um, I don't know what that is. Like literally in the month of October, I had someone who wanted to, me to teach a class on candle magic and I had someone who wanted me to teach a class on intuition and like Ooh. I canceled both of them <laughs> like I was like no, I didn't, I didn't think this. the story was going that way yeah like I yeah and you're I, like no. I said fuck you to both of them I said fuck you and it was so horrible because the one woman was like oh it's okay you can never disappoint me you know but we already paid the photographer and I'm like fuck like why do I do this like and also I'm not like an academic and like I I'm I kind of joke all the time that I have ADD but I'm not joking like I'm not making fun of it like I really do think that I have ADD and like whenever someone like sits me down and is like you need to structure something or you need to like do homework about something I'm just like I can't do it man I just can't do it like I just struggle with that so like to structure a class and then I tell myself like okay well the class on intuition like I got this. I'm still going to structure it. And then I'll teach it like when I'm ready. But I haven't started working on it okay, yet. Okay, so I'm going to say this one <laughs> last thing. No, I think you have enough magic, whether whether you're doing it at your place or another place, you can say, hey, yes, I'm awesome at what I do, but this is my process. Yeah. So I'm going to just, hey, tell me what time to show up <laughs> and I'll be there. I'm and just I'm going to wing it. At your house. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think you can do it on your terms. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I That's a, that's a, something I struggle with. I struggle with like bringing value. Oh, and like, yeah. that's, that's what I struggle with. And like, and, and in all honesty, like, even though, like I said, like I see Coven through and I do, I was just telling someone in the shop the other day, they were asking me about like starting a small business and all that. And um, I'm just like, sometimes like I won't know things. I'll know them intuitively. And then when I hear myself say it, I'm like, oh, because like I was like, yeah, like a lot of people who own businesses or do really cool things like they want it to seem like seamless and effortless and I get that and like there's this book called like the 48 laws of power or whatever and it's all about being successful and getting like building your way up to the top and that's one of the laws is like make everything you do seem effortless and it's like I get that but I don't like that because for me like coven is and isn't my end game so like I don't care to like let people see the flaws and like how I do things and how I'm actually quite unorganized and I like fuck shit up all the time because it's actually not my end game if I were to say what my end game really is I would love to help other people build their dreams like that's my magic like but I'm just like okay if I'm gonna help other people build their dreams then I'm gonna build mine but that doesn't mean that it's like effortless and like and I agree with you like most of the stuff that I do is just purely intuitive like there are things that I've experienced inside of my body like in my chakras like in my soul like I've experienced these things I 
know that magic exists. I totally believe in all of that. But it's like to bring that value and like be able to really like explain that to someone like you're already doing it because just in your explanation of like the candle magic and the sex magic we're all like interested so <laughs> i just want to mirror back to you that you're already doing it oh thank okay, you i'm done i appreciate <laughs> that i i so appreciate that no it's real and, talk and, yeah and like and i i would love to like get into because i haven't got a chance to tell you about our hypno session like i've told a couple people about our hypno session and they've like started crying and i'm like why are you crying like but like it's like literally like my hypno session with you is like already moving other people which is like so adorable and i love it and but uh but yeah it's one of those things like even with my hypno session with you it's like I have experienced consciousness observing itself like I've experienced out of body experiences where I where I'm the watcher of my life because it's like that's what we are like we're a lot of things but like the one thing that's been there like all along is like the watcher of your life and um and just like I finished reading um The Alchemist when I was on vacation in Florida and I haven't finished a book in a really long time and uh that book is like fictional obviously but like very philosophical and like it's like something that even when I read that book I'm like god damn like I've literally (laughs) experienced this journey like I Mm -hmm. could feel that like in my body and like one of the things with like the alchemist is like we all have access to the soul of the world but there's only one way that we could have access to it dun 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 (laughs) is that we're god you know like god's inside of us and that's the only way that we could understand the soul of the world like so I that's the watcher and like when you when we did hypnosis it's like I I could barely even talk like afterward because it took so long for me to process it and I believe in like quantum physics so like I understand that there are things happening all around me like I've seen it like my past my present my future like happening all at one time but like it's easy when you're back in your body and you're just living in this realm you forget those things and like when you took me back to like my childhood self like I'll just explain it Mm -hmm. for you guys like I went back to my childhood self and a lot of times my childhood self is like well I learned through hypnosis my little childhood self is like in this little shack that I used to live in like in Illyria and I like walk up to the house and I'm dressed in all black and holding a red balloon. I don't know, still don't know what that's about, but I, I don't know. But uh, and I go into my childhood home and like my childhood self is like happy and she's smiling and like she just got done painted a picture, painting a picture and like the picture is colorful and like, you know, she seems happy. But then my dad walked in and at the time, like that was a really rough time in my dad's life. So like his energy that's there still was very, very dark. And when my dad walked into the room, you know, Lynette asked me like how my childhood like self felt like what did my inner child say and I just like bust out into this cry that is like from the pit of my stomach and I'm like she's saying that he hates her and I'm like 
And then I was able to tell my childhood self, like, he doesn't hate you. Like, he loves you. He's just sick. Like, my dad was very mentally ill. But, like, I know that. But, like, my childhood self didn't know that. And it's, like, so, like, my little childhood self is just off in the quantum world somewhere Mm. like all by herself and like she still believes that Mm. and so and i see that a lot in people like people will grow up and become adults and they'll be like i know these things and it's like yes we do know these things but like does your inner child know them and like does that teenage version of yourself know that and it was really cool to have my watcher be able to go back and tell because my watcher was there all along and my watcher was able to go back and be like i guess that was my watcher with the red balloon yeah (laughs) it's like you know and like i was able to tell myself that and that's really fucking dope and yeah now i also am a huge fan and i always was but now i'm always also telling people like you need to hit up lynette (laughs) go on this journey (laughs) it's real like i need to book another session yeah oh yeah like 100 percent like I would drain my bank account and mental (laughs) like mental health like that is like the like I've learned that as well like I don't as maybe that's my cancer moon with my self-care is I definitely don't skimp on my self-care i.e like my mental health and my the health of my soul you know because it's like if I don't have that then I don't have anything so I I have to have that do you think a certain event help you learn that or was that just something you came to realizing through maybe motherhood or being your own boss or like mental health like yeah how like that being oh something yeah that oh for sure was- I mean my parents passing away ultimately was like a big turning point in my life I think there have been other times in my life where like I look back and I'm like oh okay like I was always searching for something like my parents I have a weird journey with like spirituality because my parents weren't like religious but they would always talk about god and jesus and like they believed in it but there was no like structure behind it like the most i remember is like my dad like coming home and like cheating on my mom and then having to lay his hand on a bible and be like i swear to god on my daughter's life like I didn't I didn't do that or like or I did but I'll never do it again. So like I knew this like book was like sacred <laughs> but like I didn't really know the structure behind it or like where it came from. So I never really like clicked with religion and then I used to go over to my dad's mom's house who's passed away now and like my dad and her were born in like the backwood of Kentucky like dirt floors like not a whole lot of like exposure in their lives and so she was very into like I don't know what the religion was called but it's like the one where they go to church and they like scream and like talk in tongues and like lose themselves and she was really into like Ernest Angeli every morning if you remember that guy Mm -hmm. who used to like save people (laughs) and they would like convulse and like fall on the floor (laughs) like that and so I was just like I just grew up thinking that like spirituality, I didn't even know it was called spirituality, but like religion was like weird. And my grandma would talk about like the end of the world and how Satan was going to come back. And like, if I didn't say I believed in God, he was going to like carve 666 in my forehead and then like cut my head (laughs) off. Like that's legit what I had. And I would get belly aches. I like developed a fear of like whatever God was or whatever. Mm. Like I would literally keep myself up at night, like making myself sick 
among a lot of other things that were going on in my life that I was worried about and that was one of the things and I she kept saying like you're 2000 and I was like oh my god I'm gonna be like 13 <laughs> like I'm never <laughs> gonna get the chance me. to be gay or anything like I'm just gonna like die when I'm 13 and like that's it and like I just was fearful of it and uh then when I was 19 years old I found the Catholic Church through a woman who my ex-boyfriend worked with and she was like lonely and wanted someone to go to church with her and I was just like like well hell like I guess I'll do it and I I actually really found for the first time some sort of like peace in like spirituality and all of that but like it's still you know just I just realized it had a lot of conflicting things I've always been a very like liberal thinker like very open-minded and there were just still things that like didn't click for me um and then like pretty much losing my, my when I move up into my life of like after I quit going to the Catholic Church it's like I just felt once again kind of like an atheist I didn't really know it was real I didn't know what to grasp onto and I really wasn't living my life I was kind of just on autopilot like go to work come home I very much dumped so much of my energy into like my mom and dad like if I didn't it was like survival mode for me but not what people would think it was just a lot of energy being put into it because like if my dad wasn't happy like he I had hell to pay and my mom had hell to pay so if I could keep him even keeled that was great if I didn't keep my mom even keeled she was depressed and suicidal and like crying all the time and so I just wanted to like make my parents happy and eventually like that with the lack of like spirituality in my life with the lack of like taking care of my mental health um, like going to therapy was very frowned upon in my family. And that wasn't just my immediate, that was like my whole family on both sides. Like it was considered like, if you went to therapy, like you were crazy. Um, it's just, it was, I had nothing to really grasp onto, like nothing spiritual, nothing like tangible to help me with my mental health. And I wouldn't, I would just say I just was a very like zombie, like, like just depressed, like, just come home, order Chinese food, watch reality television, and that was it, and go to sleep and, like, start all over again. And I just, like, it just, I didn't really give it much thought, though. I could only, like, look back on that time in my life, like, after having an awakening. And, yeah, I mean, when I lost my parents, and I and I know I've, like, shared with you guys, like, how I've lost my parents, and just for the listeners, like, I lost my parents to a murder-suicide. So it was very traumatic for me in the way that, these were I was completely codependent I learned what that term meant later in life but I went to (laughs) when I went to therapy I learned about that because finally I was at my breaking point where I was like okay like I need something because I don't I don't know what is even the point of like being here anymore and I was codependent I spent every day with my family I designed my whole life around them it as I look back it, I didn't choose not to go to high school or not to go to college or not to move because that wasn't me. I didn't I didn't know who I was. So I just look back on that time and I'm like, okay, I just designed my life around my parents to keep them happy and even keeled. And that's why I was doing it. I don't know where my life would have went if I had an earlier start or whatever. And I'm not really concerned about it. I just, in that moment, it was just very like, 
I had this like I spent every single day with these people and they were the whole lights of my world. They were like my whole point of existence. And then that was ripped away from me. And I had in an instant, you know what I mean? Like I saw my mom like that day like I saw my dad like that night like my my dad came over to my house after he had you know murdered my mother and he came to my home and like you know told me he was going on vacation and then all of a sudden like two hours later I get a phone call that like from my cousin because my dad had called his brother before he and explained to him like what he had done and what he was about to do and it was like and even then, like, my body, like, knew what was happening, but, like, my mind couldn't, like, catch up with it. And then, like, and then it was just, like, bam, like, you know, two hours later, not even. I, it all runs together, but I'm getting a phone call from my cousin that's just, like, you know, when my dad walked out the door, I immediately started calling my mom because I just, like, knew something was wrong. Like, I just knew it. And I was just, like, calling and calling, and she wasn't answering. And I was home alone with Charlie, and Charlie was asleep, and I couldn't go anywhere. And I just, I get this phone call from my cousin, and she's like, yeah, like, this happened. And, I mean, I was just, like, I couldn't believe it. It was just, mm -hmm. like, and, and that takes a lot to recover from because now for the rest of my life, you know, it's, like, every time my daughter goes to school, like, I worry, you know what I mean? Because it's just, like, for me, my reality has been that two people that you could love and trust so much is just all of a sudden, like, they're just, they disappear off the face of the planet. And, like, that was definitely, um, for a long time, I didn't want to talk about that. But at the same time, it is a huge, ch like, chapter in my life that has definitely shaped me, my path, my spirituality and how I choose to move through my life for the, for, you know, how I choose to move through the world for the rest of my life. And, um, and it is, uh, it's not everything, but it is like that huge monumental moment of like, wow, like I was so abused and fucked up for such a long time. And my brain didn't even have a chance. Like my brain has been conditioned for the first 28 years of my life. And I like, I didn't even think about it, you know, and it's like, so that is like, yeah, absolutely. Mental health is like everything. And I feel like I feel really grounded and blessed that I'm just like, I don't try to beat myself up about it. Sometimes even in therapy, I'll like play the victim and I'll be like, there are so many other people that like don't get this opportunity to like rewire their brain. And I feel bad about it. I don't mm -hmm. know why, you yeah. know, but all I can do is like take what's in front of me and what the universe is presenting to me and yeah I feel very fucking blessed that I like get to rewire my brain for the from this from the moment that that happened till the rest of my life and it has become a very beautiful like creative outlet for me to like literally like take my brain out and be mm -hmm. like okay I'm gonna rewire it and yeah and it's everything like mental health sorry mental health is everything for me like as far as how I get to live out the rest of my world. And then that's where like spirituality comes in because it's like, yeah, your brain is one thing and I get to condition it. But like now I get to reach even further beyond my brain and like connect with something that I was was literally ripped away from me from the day that I was born. Like mm -hmm. that connection with my intuition, with my higher self, it was it was literally killed off long before. And I didn't see that until looking back. But like, 
yeah, that happens a lot. I think that have been that's been happening to people for centuries and centuries. It's like, let's rip you away from this and then you don't question anything. Mm-hmm. Like it literally took me going to therapy to even like realize that my dad was maybe not a nice guy. Like that was just it just didn't, never even dawned on me. It also didn't dawn on me that I had an interesting upbringing. <laughs> like, I thought that my upbringing was totally normal. Yeah. Like, I thought that my... I noticed certain things, like, when I would go to other kids' house, because, like, to make a long story short, my dad was a sociopath. These are all, like, arm and chair diagnosis. Not really, but, like, talking to my therapist. Like, I've had a therapist tell me, like, okay, this is what it seems like your dad was. Like, he was a sociopath. He was a narcissist, he was a germaphobe, and he was OCD. So, like, there was a lot of layers, like, going on, and how I grew up was definitely very unique and difficult and hard. And it's like I would go over to other people's houses for, like, a birthday party, and just getting a drink out of the fridge was, like, carefree, you know, at their house. And that's when I would start to notice. I'd be like, okay, like, I have to wash my hands, like, ten times. And then at the end of the day, even after I wash my hands ten times, like, usually my mom or dad still has to get me the drink because I, like, have germs on my hands and I can't, like, go into the fridge. And, like, I just would notice certain things like that, that it wasn't normal. But it really took me going to therapy where, like, my therapist was like, wow, like... Miranda like how are you so normal and I was like I didn't know I thought that everybody's parents were fucked up and like whatever and I think that they are and even like my own kid (laughs) like even my own kid isn't gonna come out unscathed you know but (laughs) it's like yeah it's just I thought that that was normal and it's like it's pretty incredible and even my mom you know she met my dad when she was 16 years old so she also just didn't have a chance I mean her brain was being conditioned from a young age and it's incredible incredible like what we can condition our minds to think is normal how we can take certain traumatic events in our lives and make them normal how we can survive and I get it because it's it's survival you know and then and then recovering from it is just a whole nother thing as far as mental health goes I just want to reflect to you that you're a miracle I was thinking about this because you know (laughs) as someone who's been through a trauma myself like I know how easy it is for people to get caught in like a loop and to to see you not only surviving but thriving Mm -hmm. is truly remarkable and it's just amazing and I think it gives a lot of people hope so thank you so much for being vulnerable enough to share your story in a a triumphant way like you're victorious yeah and I also just want to reflect that I was seeing sparkles behind you as you were telling your story so that tells me that there are people with you yeah or spirits with you sure like rooting for you and it's just amazing yeah oh thank you so much I appreciate that yeah yeah I definitely have very powerful spirit guides now yeah it's uh I definitely think both my parents are with me always my grandma's with me always and Yeah, it's yeah. it's a nice little team I have working for me. <laughs> That's and, kind of uh, the vibe I was getting. Sure. It was them. And yeah. No, and thank you for summing that up because I always go off on tangents and I can't always sum it up. But yeah, no, that is bottom line is what it is. It's like I definitely thought in that moment that I was... I always would journal and look back at my journals and be like, I don't know what happiness is or what is that? Like, I don't know what that is. I've never experienced that before. And then definitely after losing my parents, I was like, well, fuck me. Like, I'm never going to be happy. Like what what am I even doing here but that's not true I'm actually the happiest I've ever been and like the 
grief is a weird thing. It's like it never goes away and you're always gonna, it's just something that you never recover from. Like you're forever gonna be sad, but like I have through that most tragic experience of my life, like actually have experienced joy now and through my spiritual path. And like that is just such a blessing. And I'm just like, I'm just blessed. And like I, I don't choose to live in it. It was like literally the best thing that happened to me, which I think like as spiritual people, we get that. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes when you say that to somebody, they're just like, how could you say that? But I literally wouldn't change it. Like, Mm -hmm. I hate that my mom had to die that way. And like, that's a hard thing for me to go to bed with every night. But like, I wouldn't change it. And and ultimately, they're where where they need to be because they were just in a complete toxic loop of conditioning as well. And they couldn't step out of it. So it's like they they were never going to get that work done. And now they're somewhere where they can. And that's also what I learned through being hypnotized with Lynette is I feel like my dad is finally for the first time, his energy, whatever it is, he, she, whatever, um, it is making progress like where they are now. And I feel like they're doing it through you, too, because and we've talked about this in the past on the podcast and a lot of people are talking about it now with Saturn on the South Node in Capricorn is we're healing the family lineage. And I feel like Mm -hmm. your ancestors and your direct descendants or ascendants, I guess, uh, your parents, you know, they're changing through you. And by you taking this victorious, healing, empowering path, um, you're definitely doing the work for them, and I'm sure that they're rooting for you. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And you inspire me too. And I, can I share the one thing about your mom and her connection with Coven? Oh yeah. So in the session, it came out that her mom told her that she shines through the sunlight in the windows at Coven. Oh. And I thought that was so beautiful that you know her energy is there, and how when we are not in physical form how we can just join in with other aspects of the universe yeah so for her to be in that energy in the sunlight i mean how poetic how beautiful yeah so it's no wonder that coven is magnetic and beautiful and people love being there oh that sunlight comes through it does it comes through those back windows it's like this shower yes. of constant sun rays and yeah yeah and now, like now it's so funny because people take pictures of it and post it on instagram all the time by the way that the sunlight comes in mm-hmm. and now every time i see someone like tag me in a photo mm-hmm. with that i'm just like oh there she is yeah she really is she really is beautiful so i guess um we should start wrapping up the podcast here so do you have any advice that you would give to younger uh people who are starting to awaken to their magical abilities and also to other entrepreneurs yeah um I think that like my just my biggest thing is just like we're all gonna die like that's inevitable like people don't want to talk about that but it's just the truth um, Scorpio mic drop. <laughs> right. And As like we approach the day of the dead and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. absolutely. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like people maybe talk about it in that way, but it's like, like, no, like you're really going to die. Like you're, and you don't know when, like my parents were both healthy individuals. Like they died very young. You don't know when that's going to be. And it's like, yeah, you may as well, you know, take risk. And they're not really risk. Like me and Steph were talking about this the other day. I was like, I love surrounding myself with like, 
dreamers and big thinkers because it's just like really at the end of the day because of your going to die like nothing really matters like you can't really fuck anything up like you can't like you're just trying different shit until you die it's the same thing of like trying different food or trying different clothes like your career path and the way that you live your life it's a lot like that but people um overthink it and there's a lot of like shame involved I think with like our career paths and how much money we make and all of this stuff and like you don't need to overthink it I mean everything from this point forward like I said I don't really think very much like I just like do and when I have a hunch like I just go with it and I just like one moment at a time like when the universe puts something in in front of me I just go and it's like if we spent all of our time just like thinking about everything that was going on in our brains like we would never do anything and that's oftentimes what I see is people that just say they don't they end up just not they don't make that move to that state or they don't try that different job or they don't take that class and it's like but why like and it seems simple and cliche and it is it's really that simple like it's okay like just try like just do you have one life you're going to die like you may as well just try a bunch of different shit and that's just all I want people to know <laughs> Solid <laughs> advice. famous last words we're all gonna die so just do shit <laughs> pretty much I, I like it. and you'll be the happiest you've ever been it's true <laughs> well this has been good this has been so good did we have any other questions we wanted to oh, ask Miranda can I ask one question sure. we did ask all of us this question we did our interviews and I feel like in honor of the podcast um, which dark goddess do you identify with most yeah so um, that question like the uh, dark goddess like I'm not really sure but uh, I always grew up identifying with Artemis like I don't know if she's considered a dark sure goddess yeah. but I kind of think of her because she's like the goddess of the forest mm-hmm. and the moon and like that just seems like oh yeah the moon only comes like, out in the dark for yeah. the most part. <laughs> with her wild side yeah for yeah, sure. yeah yeah I always liked Athena as well I think she's the goddess of war. I think mm-hmm. I always grew up really loving her and all that. I've just always loved that. Like I have Joan of Arc like tattooed on me too. Like Joan of Arc okay. isn't a goddess, but she kind of is. And oh yeah. She, I mean, she's a saint. Yeah. She's, she's up there. She's and exalted. She, and she yeah. had magical abilities. She could uh, hear yeah. clear audience. Yeah. 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 I always like grew up thinking that women who just like, especially during that time were just like so fucking powerful and like, was just they were just doing shit and they were just yeah they just like did their thing and like and it had a heavy price to pay for it um so it's like yeah wow like that's really incredible and so yeah yeah, i channel i channel like really powerful women like that a lot and i think athena like is like that like she's just powerful and yeah she's a good one to have on your side you do you channel powerful women you are powerful women. thank you you love powerful women i do yeah it's all like i literally (laughs) if i could just connect with that for the rest of my life i'd be happy i don't just really powerful open-minded big dreams like i just love that you're already doing it we were saying before we started the podcast recording how Wonderful it is that Miranda has created kind of a hub for a lot of us creatives and magical people to kind of like move in and out of, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll find a lot of us convening at Coven and it's just kind of nice to have like 
a home base, so yeah. to speak. So. Well, that's what I love about each and every one of you is that you're so authentic too. Like you're so grounded in like who you are, you know, and it's really, I just admire it a lot. And I'm just honored that you all work at Coven. And oh, yeah. Virtual <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I'm so grateful. And thanks too. for, thanks for having me on the podcast oh. and allowing me. I don't know if I brought value. It's something oh, I'm concerned yeah, with, course. but I hope, I hope I did. You brought of value, you wisdom. Go shop at Coven. Come visit us at Coven. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're there. Miranda's there. Yeah, Catherine will be there next week. Yeah, in the first first part of her three part series. Yeah, our planetary mini series yes. for astrology classes. Yeah, very excited. It's so exciting, and you bring so much value. Oh, and you just really you. like do your thing. Yeah, thank you. Yep. If you so, guys out there have not been to Coven, go check it out. It's as she mentioned. It's it's an art. It's an artwork. It's an art oh, piece. Just mm-hmm. all of it. It's really beautiful. It feels good when you go in. Yeah. So check it out. There's Thank people you so always much. chilling, having good conversation. The books are on point. Also. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the displays. Yeah. The crystals oh. and delicious oils. <laughs> we could so, go on and on. We could. We could. Do you want to tell us? where we can find you like on Instagram, your website and anything coming up, you know, this is kind of the season for Coven. So yeah. if you have any events or anything going on at the shop in October that you want us to know about, please tell us. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, you can find me on, uh, Instagram. It's at Coven C L E. Um, that's also the same for Twitter and Tumblr and, I have a couple other platforms out there. Um, but yeah, so you can find me there. Um, my shop's located in Lakewood, Ohio. Like I said, if you're local, it's on Bonnie View in Lakewood. Um, I'm open six days a week. The only day I'm closed is on Mondays. You can shop online at covencle.com. Um, so there's that. And then, yeah, like I said, we have Catherine's class happening next Wednesday. We have drag queen tarot happening on Friday. Um, we have an artist coming in on Saturday that's going to be doing portraits. And then on the 14th of October, um, we have an event. It's like a fundraising event for NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio and Action Lakewood. And the little theme is claim your power, like cast your vote. So it's going to be a day of like voter registration, some educational um, things. It's not to sway anyone. It's just like this is what's going on. Yeah. This is like what's up to be like voted on all of that um and then some of the proceeds go back to NARAL pro-choice um ohio and we'll also be doing yoga and meditation that day and it's all just like free so you can come in and do a free yoga class you can come in and do a free medit- uh, free guided meditation um and yeah and just hang out eat snacks drink get some get educated a little bit and uh yeah and I like to do those events because that's also out of my wheelhouse like and it's like that it's like I love to like manifest and send energy and it's like but how can I empower people beyond that it's like yes I can like meditate for the collective but I also need to make sure that action wise I'm out there like doing what I need to do voting when I need to vote and those sorts of things. So it's an event all about like empowering yourself beyond 
um, and taking action beyond like maybe carrying a crystal or sending out an intention. Yeah. So I like to awesome. do things like that at Coven as well. So mm-hmm. that's on the 14th. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing all the lovely things that you're uh, facilitating for everyone in the Cleveland community and beyond. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to be a part, continue to be a part. And yeah, thank you so much yeah. for being here today. Yeah. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Miranda Scott. Thank you. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, y'all. Bye, peace. See ya. Yeah.